Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. So this week's episode is officially called The Reign of Terror. It should be called The Reign of Snooze. Spoiler warning. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also sometimes called the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. But first, it's the Whiskey of the Week. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) The Whiskey of the Week this time is Balcones Peated Texas Single Malt Whiskey. Mm -hmm. And this one's special. Because there's no E in the whiskey. Mm-hmm. W-H-I-S-K-Y. Gotcha. Now, I am so excited about this whiskey. This one was done for the 10th anniversary of Balcones uh, two years ago. And what they did was got Pete from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you'll know peated whiskeys are were my first introduction into proper whiskeys Mm -hmm. and a huge love of mine the peated malt whiskey is made entirely with malted barley that has been dried over a peat moss fire before making its journey from scotland to texas and if you've seen the show men in kilts they show how that's done with lafroig which was really cool interesting okay Uh, so that's why we don't have an e in the whiskey is because Mm -hmm. all this stuff has actually come from scotland Mm mm-hmm and it's a single malt, so it means it just comes from a one distillation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it should be really yummy. And I am so excited. It's, I think, and listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think it's the only peated whiskey for Texas. Hmm. I can't, I don't know about the rest of the country. I would be surprised if it's the only one in the country, considering our whiskey industry is young. But I know, it, I'm almost positive it's the only one in texas Mm -hmm. yeah you're gonna like it i'm gonna hate it i it smells like i'm gonna hate it yeah i think that you'll i feel like (laughs) my nose hairs are gonna hate it yeah i think you're gonna like some of the flavors Mm -hmm. i think it's i'm anticipating it being more complex than anything Mm -hmm. we've tried Mm -hmm. so far Mm -hmm. peated whiskeys are a you love them or you hate them. Mm-hmm. But the first one I ever, the first whiskey I ever brought over here was a Laphroaig. Mm-hmm. And that was a peated and y'all liked it. And it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. If we can get past the nose mm-hmm. and maybe we'll have to add some ice to this just to mm-hmm. water it down a little bit. Yeah. But I Because how many, how much is it? 100 and whatever It's proof? like 130 proof. Yeah. It's yeah. 65.2%. We mean business today, folks. Yeah. 65.2% alcohol by volume. When I get through this episode, I'm going to be lit. Oh, and it's so pretty. It's this like dark brown. Mm. It's like the color that of of like whiskey. <laughs> this is what I imagine. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, smelling that. Oh, yeah. Right up my nose. Yeah. That'll clear you out. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Keep this in your medicine cabinet. This is why they keep they say whiskey goes in the medicine cabinet. Jesus Christ! All right, well, chin but chin. I can smell the caramel through the hmm. alcohol. Yeah, after you get past the fucking burning of the nostrils. This is one where I opened the bottle and poured the glasses, mm. and they've been sitting here for a couple of minutes now, and the the uh, scent has permeated mm-hmm. the room. Yeah, like we could smell them from afar, which is why I think that we'll like them because it smell it smells nice. It's just very powerful. It's very strong. It slaps you in the face. It sure does. All right, well. All right, you ready? Bottoms up. Let's try this. Oh, fuck. That is, um, it tastes exactly like I smelt and thought it was going to taste like. It's also a punch in the gut. That made my eyes water. Yeah. But it's good. Oh, Jen, I think I'm in love. <laughs> oh, it's like a good burn. Oh, wow. That's as much as we talked about. Mm. Yeah, Jesus. Um, fuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, another back of my throat. <laughs> as much oh. as we talked about the yellow rose oh, having it's a very distinct flavor. Uh-huh. I think this one does too. Yeah, because it kicks you in your ass the whole way down. Yeah. Really, like now I feel it going down the back of my throat. Yeah, this is good. This is some good shit. I'm definitely going to go grab some ice oh, yeah. to Please enjoy do. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll enjoy it so much more. Uh, yeah, this is going to just kick my ass every time. This is really good. You're in love. Yeah, this is, I just like peat. I like what the peat does. It makes it, it, it gives it a complexity that... It's like how the banana in the yellow rose gave mm-hmm. it something else. Mm-hmm. Like, I really have loved all of these whiskeys. You know, Balcones Pot still was really great. I really like the Whitmire's rye. But, oh. and I think it's even going to get, I think it's going to get better for you, mm-hmm. especially the longer Ooh. you let that ice sit in there. Yeah. Or it would be worth trying to do it sometime where it's just, we just do water instead of even ice oh. because sometimes the cooling like my mom doesn't like mm-hmm. um warm whiskeys mm. she likes her whiskey to be kept in the refrigerator mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it also could have to do with temperature we'll have to experiment a little bit with that Ooh, for you okay because that might l- get you to like some of the, some more, of the more kickier i mean this is definitely something that i would order one of and mm-hmm. sip all night I, that's how I always feel with like a Laphroaig. Mm-hmm. If I were to go to a bar, mm-hmm. I would probably start with something like a Yellow Rose, mm-hmm. something that was lighter, mm-hmm. that was a little bit more, Chilis. I don't know why my, yeah, my flavor palettes always go to like springtime and fall time. Mm-hmm. Yellow Rose felt, felt very springy. Yeah. You know, I'd start there and then a peat for me is I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. next stop bedtime bedtime so yeah. whether it's the last drink at the bar or mm-hmm. i'm wrapping up my day and i just want to drink at home mm-hmm. most of my drinks at home are peats mm, they're okay. scotches gotcha so i've been having to like purchase a lot of these be- for the show because mm-hmm. i don't have too many very many yeah. non-peated uh and the second i heard that balcones was coming out with this peated mm-hmm expression i was immediately like, in yeah. the stores 
looking for it. And had that response of when I went in and I said, this is what I'm looking for. The guys looking at me being like, 1835. Are you sure? No, not at the specs, but they would look, they'll always look at you and go, are you sure you want the peated? And I'll say, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have asked for it if I didn't want it. Right. (laughs) That's exactly what I want. Yeah. So yeah, this one will be fun. It'll be nice to see how we feel about it, uh, later on in the show as well. Yeah. But what are you going to give it? Um, I would probably give it a seven just because of I the sippability for me right now is not yeah. is not it. It's I, I, I can see that it's going to be good, but I de- for me, I need to let the ice do its thing for a little bit yeah. because it, def- it definitely kicked my ass and it's still kicking my ass. Yeah. Um, but it's a good whiskey. Yeah. It's I, a good whiskey. I like the caramel in it. Mm-hmm. It's also looking at the notes since you know i don't know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh from the website from their website uh-huh. that tells what are some of the things to gotcha. be aware of mm-hmm. there's a lot of like tea words mm. in it so it's supposed to have a taste kind of like please don't be mad at me i don't drink this tea lapsang suchong which is a style of black tea mm. And things like cardamom, allspice, mm. and one of the reviews that I read on it talked about how it reminded them of doing like mesquite mm. barbecuing. Oh, yeah. So that it's got that really interesting confluence of Scott's yeah. tastes, but that Texas mm-hmm. hickory mesquite grilling aspect. Mm. So I think it would be really cool if one day there's a bunch of recipes online for prepping meats with whiskeys. And so I think this one would also be really good to grill with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think it would give some of that smoky flavor palette mm-hmm. to, to it and it would burn off some of that shit that kicks your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to give it, I like the nose on this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a nine. Okay. Okay. I like it a lot, and it would always stay on my shelf, but I don't know if it's even the best one we've had mm-hmm. this season. I look forward to including it in the blind flight. Ooh. Hmm. Wow. Still kicks my butt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if only we were on video. <laughs> that look. Ooh, wow. Okay, well, on to the show. Let's do it. This week's episode is called The Reign of Terror. It is one of our historicals. I think more than any of them, this one kind of shows us why we don't see a lot of historicals in Modern Who. The Reign of Terror was broadcast from August 8th to September 12th of 1964. It was written by Dennis Spooner. And directed by Heinrich Hirsch, Hmm. neither of whom we have seen before, but we will see Dennis Spooner being a writer in the future. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if we think his writing style stays the same, if it gets better or worse, whatever. Things that are happening in the world while these stories are being released. The UK actually holds its very last executions. Oh, damn. So it's time for America to catch up. Right. The last hangings it ever had. It executed, I think, three guys during this. And it was the last they've ever done. The movie Mary Poppins premiered. Oh, wow. 
Hello, Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the... In a while. And the new one? Mm-hmm. I haven't either. I haven't seen the new one. Even either. though like Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. Oh. And oh, yeah, I do the, love him. He's the mm-hmm. chimney cleaner. I just water. watched the drunk history of Lin-Manuel doing it's Alexander good. Hamilton. It's and it's good. really it's funny. Really good. It's so funny. Good. My favorite part is he's just drunk enough that while he's telling the story, mm-hmm. a lot of his like lines of... Hamilton mm-hmm. just kind of sneak in <laughs> because he's so used to saying them. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. And then allegedly during this time, this is when Bob Dylan uh-huh. got the Beatles to start smoking weed. Hmm. And okay. pre-weed Beatles and post-weed Beatles are two very different groups. Different groups. And I do love me some drugged up Beatles. Pretty good. Yeah. That's starting to get into my favorite era of the Beatles. So Mm -hmm. we're kind of seeing the world is starting to be a little bit more moving towards that concept that we have in our brains of the 60s and 70s of like the hippie movement Mm -hmm. and life is getting a little bit more real. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're starting Mm -hmm. to talk about it. A couple more things. Life's getting a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Times, they are changing. Times are changing. So... With that being said, Jen, what were your first impressions of the Reign of Terror? Well, I have to admit, I had to rewatch this twice because the first time I fell asleep. I don't <laughs> blame you. Was it better the second time? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I could follow along kind of still. I was still a little distracted while watching it. But I mean, first impression like overall was I liked just the chemistry that the whole team has. Like sure. we've seen the arc. So it was pleasant to watch in that sense of mm-hmm. just, this is the camaraderie. Like this is how the group is, the dynamic is supposed to be. We're starting to see them, you know, feel for each other more than just, you know, we're these people on this trip together. We actually care about each other. Storyline. I mean, I was kind of oh, just who like the fuck cares. Bleh. Yeah. But I mean it wasn't it wasn't my favorite episode, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the camaraderie of the team. Yeah, same. I what do you know about the French Revolution? I don't really know too much, honestly. I, I never really studied it. That's because the so I mm-hmm. know that this is going to piss off the, pe- the the people who love the French Revolution love it. Mm-hmm. It's like their fa- it's one of those time periods that people just dig their teeth into and never let go. Mm-hmm. It has never been that kind of time period for me, which mm-hmm. is saying something mm-hmm. because I love every part of history has some kind of an appeal to me. And mm-hmm. I just have never been able to, to get, get into, into it. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, I don't care about revolutionary America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't care about revolutionary France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, history of it is just like okay fine like I get it and so it was tough for me to be into it because as a pure historical they were really banking on the idea that you've studied the French Revolution mm-hmm. there was no who's Robespierre like context, yeah let me tell you who Robespierre is they yeah. just yeah anticipated that you already knew everything about him yeah no I knew and who Napoleon was Sure. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I know, oh, that, I know one. that one. I know that one. I know that one. So, yeah, your your basic French Revolution 
history. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a really interesting time period because for Americans, when we think about the French Revolution, most Mm -hmm. of us are thinking Marie Antoinette Mm -hmm. and, you know, let them eat cake, which she never said. Mm -hmm. Just i like marie antoinette like i've studied a lot of her mm-hmm. and the i just never got into french history french history i think is i also think it's tough because we're so anglicanized yeah in america that we do know english history a lot and french titles mm-hmm. are different mm. so like the second in line of the throne is the prince mm. for england right okay. uh-huh a prince in France is like the same thing as a duke oh, okay. in England. So there are like terminology differences mm-hmm. and it is very different. And there are some, there are some aspects I really like, but when we get to the, the French revolution, you in a nutshell, mm-hmm. like the, the tight 10 for the French revolution is you've got the King and the queen our mm-hmm. Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. one of the Louis mm-hmm. and money is being spent and horrific amounts mm-hmm. by the aristocracy. We have an uprising of the lower classes mm-hmm. and they kill the king and queen. This is a huge deal. This doesn't happen in mm-hmm. with kings and queens ever because mm-hmm. before this, you had like the divine right of rule and shock. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. And the person that becomes the guy in charge is our Robespierre. Got it. And so that's why they call each other citizen Mm -hmm. is it's supposed to be that idea of it's very much like an American idea where we're all equal. We're all the same, Mm -hmm. but that's a lot of bullshit because that's impossible. That's a beautiful idealism. Yeah. And it would be great if that would work, but that's not practical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what we are watching is how, Robespierre went from being everyone should be equal to yeah but you're now a traitor so I gotta kill you mm-hmm. and I gotta kill you and I'm I gotta kill, kill everyone you. and you and you and so it became the reign of terror because they were literally killing like hundreds of people a day and when Robespierre dies is when we get Napoleon Bonaparte mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the nutshell of the reign of terror, okay. which is what this is focusing yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I can get real into Marie Antoinette and I can get real into Napoleon Bonaparte. The reign of terror is yes. just, it's a bunch of murdery yeah. murderers. Lots of death. Yeah. It's a lot of dead people. Lots of death it's and of dirty people. people. Yeah. 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 It does kick off with Bastille with the freeing of the mm-hmm. Bastille mm-hmm. and Bastille day is my birthday. Oh, nice. Nice. So I know when that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. 200 <laughs> years before I was born. Exactly. <laughs> Fun facts. Which, if you really get industrious calculate now, calculate how, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah, calculate how old she is, guys, and write us in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can help. It was, it was about two hundred and almost thirty-two years ago. See? So there you go. Okay, so seems like both of us were less than enthused with subject matter at the very least. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely much more excited with the concept of, if we're going to look at the historicals, the Aztecs, Marco Polo, Mm -hmm. that subject matter is something that I can... I also knew more about Marco Polo, though. Right. But I also think in Marco Polo, they sat down and taught you lessons. Which was also fucking boring, but at least was educational. Yeah, at least you learned something where you could like then go into the next episode and be like, oh, I got you, Marco. Yeah, I I know who you are. Yeah. I know Uh, what you're about, you know? And I'm, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So I think it's just time to move into the TARDIS points. Yeah, let's do it. 
Jen. I do not know what the thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were going to ask me, and I don't know. This is, we are close to wrapping up season one. This is the last episode of season still one. still don't fucking know. You know what it is? I was thinking about this this morning when I was brushing my teeth. It's because I've never seen it written out. And for me, when I see something and I can read it, I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Got it. I can start. Like, I can't picture it. I get it. that. I get that. Yeah. So I, if you're I mean, a visual learner. Yeah. 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 So for me, it's like, well. So it's terrifically. Okay. I was going to say terribly. <laughs> oh, that would have been pretty good too. Though. <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't help that it's not a good nope. acronym. I tortured yeah. is the best description I have for it. It doesn't flow, but it makes no. sense. It doesn't make sense. Thank you for being <laughs> nice. It makes a little bit of sense. Terrifically. It fits with the thing. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Terrifically arbitrary rankings mm-hmm. determined with intoxicated seriousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we take this very seriously. By the end, we are quite tipsy. Yeah. And in reality, it doesn't actually matter. And in this episode, it's before the end. It's happening now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this is a... This, yeah, this uh, whiskey is going to kick my ass. Yeah, I feel it in my eyes. When yeah. I start getting drunk, I feel it in my eyes. And then I start hearing it <clears throat> in my voice. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just be like, I start hearing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that may not be whiskey. I don't, I don't hear the voices, guys. But what I do feel when I am drunk, <laughs> when I'm getting drunk, Would is... you like more, Chen? No, fuck no. This is already... Yes. <laughs> oh, girl. I was like, yes, please. There's a reason I picked you. Pour me another. But fuck... Well, at least we're going to be entertaining you this episode. God damn it. That was a that heavy much. fucking pour. I, oh, my God. The Look, color Jen- of my whiskey changed. Yeah, back to normal. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. No, you can't die yet. Tomorrow. You important work to do. Yeah. Season one recap. Oh, yeah. This is... Oh, Jesus. Well, folks. The TARDIS points. TARDIS points. <laughs> So, like usual, we are going to go through each character. We're going to go through our bad guy. We're going to go through our story and rank them on a scale of 1 to 10. Let's do it. Well, Jen sometimes goes down to zero. Um, <laughs> negative five. I haven't <laughs> given anyone a negative You can't five. give people negatives. <sighs> zero yeah. it is. Negative, but- negative doesn't exist. So, how did we feel about the doctor? Um... You know, I I enjoyed him this series. I especially enjoyed the little interaction with him and Barbara where he's like, Haha, my plans always come out well. You know? And she's like, <laughs> when yeah. have they ever come out well? But I really liked him. I mean, he, you know, he used his cunning in a very mm-hmm. good way this mm-hmm. this episode. I appreciated him. Just overall, he was just he was he was fun to follow, you know. It was like the doctor was in a different show this week. Oh yeah, for sure. He the the traipsing down the lane, he getting like worked up in the chain gang, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. disguising himself in crazy costumes mm-hmm. in the clothes shop. He felt 
it felt like the writers took a step with the doctor to say he's not just a cranky old man. Mm -hmm. He's starting to enjoy traveling. It's not that like he's traveling for the sake of it. Yeah. You know, we still don't know why we don't know the doctor's motives. Yeah. We don't know why he's traveling. We don't know what he's doing, Mm -hmm. but before it's always felt like he was just always just cranky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, do you not have any fun? Yeah. He never seems to truly, every once in a while we get those good giggle moments. And those are the ones I like. Yeah. And this one, it was like, Oh, the doctor does know how to have a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt like it felt very um, early 30s and 40s Mm. slapstick comedy. Almost very Buster Keaton, very Laurel and Hardy without Laurel and Hardy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed that. I also liked his soundtrack as he Mm -hmm. was walking down the lane. It was Mm -hmm. very uh, Peter and the Wolf. I was the cat in that one time. <clears throat> Find the clip. I probably can't. It's, Find the it's, clip. Oh, it's old. <laughs> put I it on. probably put it yeah. in there. Why? Do you not think that my singing I just think it'd be great beautiful? to be like, dee, 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 with the actual like. Also that just, Peter and the Wolf always made me so sad. Oh, it's very sad. <laughs> I was in it one time. I was the cat. It was, yeah. I didn't get it until I was in it. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Everyone dies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really, I, my favorite thing the doctor did all, there was a couple of bits in there where I really appreciated mm-hmm. the lines from the doctor. And yeah. this is where I'm excited to see more of what Dennis Spooner does. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the lines he gave the doctor, whereas I didn't necessarily appreciate the whole story, mm-hmm. there were some of the dialogue options he gave the doctor that i really liked Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and one of them is when they landed and they looked out of the viewfinder uh the scope or whatever and they were all like oh look trees we must be on earth and barbara says oh well it kind of looks like somerset Mm-hmm. And the doctor goes, well, if it looks like Somerset, it must be Somerset. Yeah, There's absolutely here. no other option. Mm-hmm. Trees don't grow anywhere else but mm-hmm. Somerset. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to get off, and I'm done with you, and I'm cranky, yeah. so get off. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I really liked is when he met up with the chain gang and the guard. He says something, and the guard looks at the doctor and says... I suppose you must think you're very clever. Yeah. And the doctor smiles without and says, without any undue modesty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he gets what's coming to him because yeah. he should, because yeah. that's an asshole thing to say. <laughs> and I relate so hard <laughs> and I loved it so much. And I like that there was some kind of, well, I didn't like that you said that because mm-hmm. before now, when the doctor says something assholeish mm-hmm. about his superior intellect, people are just like, oh, you're right. Let me. Yeah. And this time the guy's like, fuck you. You're clearly a tax dodger. Now yeah. you got to work for me. Mm-hmm. And so then the doctor shows how clever he is. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time we've seen the doctor really be clever. Yeah. Not just I know stuff about stuff. Yeah. That will write off as I am a 
different being from a different time space. You Mm -hmm. don't know enough about me so that I can write whatever I want and Mm -hmm. the doctor can just know it. Mm -hmm. This was something where the doctor, you actually watched the thought process Mm -hmm. happen and he Mm -hmm. did a thing and you went, oh, look at you. You actually are clever. Mm -hmm. You don't just know stuff Mm because there's a difference in just Mm -hmm. knowing stuff and being clever. What kind of a score do you give this doctor? I actually really liked him. So I'm going to give him a nine. <gasps> I know. Oh my God. Right? We are. Oh my God. What a character arc. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Jen, I gave him a 9.5. Oh, wow. This is my favorite form of the doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little grumpy, mm-hmm. but mostly snarky. Mm-hmm. and quippy mm-hmm. and clever mm-hmm. and i think that we are starting to see the doctor as a character yeah where he's starting to be a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. we're starting to have and i think that it's still going to take some time before because every episode the writer and the director's different mm-hmm and I think as we start getting staple writers, mm-hmm. we'll start getting a consistent doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to hope that this is where they're going to go mm-hmm. base it off of, not all the previous ones. Because yeah. to me, there's always something a little bit quippy about the doctor. Yeah. You can't have him as a main character and him be just grouchy all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So nine and a nine and a half. Yeah. This is a good one. This I, is a good one. Oh man, this is great. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking I'm gonna go with nine and a half and Jen's gonna just have a fucking problem with him <laughs> because I loved no. him so much in this episode. No, I, I really enjoyed him. Good. I'm yeah. so glad. Mm-hmm. At least there's one episode. At least there's one. At least there's one. At least there's one. Then we go to our other time traveler person. Mm-hmm. How did we feel about Screamy Susan? I was so disappointed because we came right back to the same old fucking always needing to be rescued, just like, woe is me, Susan. And I'm just like, wow, we're coming off the tails of seeing badass Susan again. So I wanted to see, continue to see badass Susan. Yeah. But no, we get, we get this, you know... This version of her where she's sick half the time and then she's like screaming and it's she's always caught. Yeah. yeah. I was frustrated with this one for sure. There was one point where I had to go back and go. Her vacation episode. Was not this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is not Susan's vacation episodes. Susan's vacation episode was the Aztecs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where she got her two week off little bit because there was one point where I go, I have not seen Susan. Mm -hmm. They made her sick. And like, why? What was the point? There was no point to her being sick. And, 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 and it was just infuriating. Mm-hmm. When she was so sick, quote unquote sick, mm-hmm. that she couldn't escape. When Barbara was like, we need oh, to escape. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was oh, like. Oh, I can't. I can't. My head's splitting. <laughs> yeah. My back, my back. <laughs> that accent, you get, you get. My head split. My head split in my back. I love it. I love it because that's not her accent at all. No, but it, but it is English. So I'll give you that. Yeah, when she was like, ah, ah, "I'm too sick. I caught the black lung pops," 
And Barbara was like, okay. And I'd be like, girl, you dragged that woman by her hair and you dragged and her she into the side alley. There. Yeah. I wrote a number of times in here. Susan is so fucked up. She literally fucks B's chance of escaping. Mm-hmm. They should have left her in the Gobi Desert with Pink Cho. Oh, damn. That's harsh. They should have. They would have been fine with the sense You look so serious, but yeah. They would have been fine with the sense You look so serious. Yeah. You're I'm so serious. serious. I'm so That's serious. so cruel. I'm so serial. I know Susan has it in her. I know the writers hopefully have it in them to... Push through. Push through Give Susan and help something. Susan not be a fucking yeah. nuisance. Yeah, because it was just... When she screamed over the rats, I was like, girl, you just rescued everybody with the sensorites, and now you're screaming about rats? It just doesn't line up. You know, they, they really fucked Susan. And I'm really glad she spoke about it because they really fucked her. Yeah, it's just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have... I don't have anything else on her. Except that she looked real fucking weird in the animation. Yeah, they made her very masculine. The animation itself is was very strange. And we'll talk about that in the story more. I feel like they made everyone look very masculine. Yeah. It was very... Made everyone look very masculine. Also, just... The movement was weird. Yeah, they didn't quite capture the essence of the scenes. Yeah. In, they didn't capture the subtleties yeah. that you would see in good animation or just That's, like... Yeah, it was like it was a good... It was an interesting art style, but it was not good animation. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, it was... It was it was strange because it didn't capture the essence of the episode. Yeah. I, I felt like I didn't, like there were some parts where I would have wished I would have seen more facial expressions, right? Or mm-hmm. like even like, and, and I say this because I was distracted watching this, is like even when I'd come and tune in, like usually I could pick up based on like cues, everything with, right. that was happening, right? But I couldn't. It was hard to tell the characters apart. It really was. They all looked like a version of the same person. Right. You know? They also looked like they remind, remember a, a handful of years ago, when robots were starting to first like uh humanoid robots yeah 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 where people mm-hmm. were trying to make them look like people yeah cylons are a bad idea guys like don't do it <laughs> um but they had those faces that were like covered in like a fleshy material mm-hmm. and they would be in like the exhibitions where it's like you can talk to her and she'll talk back and oh my gosh it's like talking to a real person and their faces moved mm-hmm. in weird like their eyebrows Ways, didn't yeah. quite work correctly mm-hmm. and it, and you weren't expecting it to be perfect they're robots mm-hmm. but you kind of expect more out of animation mm-hmm. but it felt like those early humanoid mm-hmm. fleshy looking robots with that animation style it was just very strange and i remember thinking about that the first time i watched Agreed. it too that i think considering that marco polo was not worse for having still images and sound yeah. mm-hmm. that it would have been interesting to watch this without the animation and just do still images and sound to see how the response would be different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that animation wasn't it. Mm-mm. It wasn't good try, but yeah. No. Going back to Susan, what are you going to score? It's going to be neutral. It's going to be a, a five because it's, she was really, she really didn't add anything to the episode, you know? I don't, I feel like she, again, she just kind of drifted into the background. 
Yeah, I think five is high. I gave her uh, two and a half. Damn. Just because for similar reasons, Mm -hmm. she just wasn't there. I -hmm. mean, for me to sit there and go, is this Susan's off week? Is this Carolyn Ford's vacation time? Mm -hmm. Where is she? Mm -hmm. What? She doesn't. And I think that that was a problem for most of this story Mm -hmm. is that whereas in Lisa and Marco Polo, they were interacting with Marco a lot and they gave her, they gave Susan Pink Cho and there were like all these conversations happening. In this one, it all such centered around the French Revolution that mm-hmm. they forgot. Like, this isn't a show about the French Revolution, mm-hmm. y'all. It's a show about these time travelers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our time travelers were like our secondary characters. And considering that Susan is like a tertiary character at the best of times. Yeah. So two and a half. Fair. How do we feel? About Miss Barbara. Barbs. Definitely resourceful this episode in terms of, at least in in that second installment where she was like resourceful and trying to find her way out. I thought that was pretty cool. Besides that, I mean, Barbara was also, you know, there's, I didn't see the same Barbara that I've been used to seeing, you know, that's like very much putting the clues together, really doing things. Mm -hmm. Like she, her... Barbara and Susan both kind of just fell into the background. Honestly, all the characters fell into the background. Like it was, it was, I I feel like even the historical characters, everyone was in the background. Like it just felt very washed over. Yeah. You know, like no one really stood out. No one really had an epic scene. Mm -hmm. I think the person that had the most epic scene was uh, John Sterling. Was it John Sterling? Sure. I don't know what it is. I liked the jailer. Yeah, but the jailer was pretty fun. But his only, I feel like he was the most like standout because he was like revealed himself. Like, oh yeah, I'm high in like the French. I don't know what the fuck, but I'm like secretly English (laughs) and like, you know, like help my people out, you know? Like that was the most exciting thing I feel like that happened in all six episodes. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we could have just jumped to the final episode and that could have been it. Yeah. 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 I, I wrote literally does nothing and then falls in love mm-hmm. and then is mad cause he's murdered. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. That's Barbara's story yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's to take care of Susan. Mm-hmm. I did get, I did get mad at her mm-hmm. because this bitch is trying to tell them you need to try and stop Napoleon because he's going to take over everything, but oh yeah, you can't because it's already written in the history books that Napoleon's going to be like king of the world. So jokes on y'all. And then she and doctor have a giggle over how history is just going to happen. And I'm just real over Barbara being the, let me tell you yeah, about what's going to happen in your futures that you can't do anything about. Well, yeah, that's the one thing that I actually wrote down here was because Barbara came in hot with the check your history books comment. But it's also very ironic because she was the main bitch in the Aztecs trying to change shit. And she talks about that later on, but, but doesn't have the same kind of recognition of like how fucked up what she was doing really was, you know? Right. 
it was more just like it didn't work with the Aztec, so I yeah. just can't do it here. Not like I should have never done that in the first place. Right. I learned my lesson. Yeah, no. Not- it it wasn't it wasn't like had that been successful, she would have meddled in every single historical context that they would have and landed I, in. And I do think that there is a major point to the fact that we are talking the difference in brown indigenous people and white Europeans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, white Europeans got to know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And there's something similar to how there's this, like, romanticization. Romantis. Romantis. Romanticism? Romanticization? A romanticism regarding what the American Revolution was because it's the people fighting for their freedom when like, sure, it absolutely was, but it was a bunch of asshats fighting a bunch of asshats. I think there's a similar outlook on the french revolution and granted the uh, the uk is a little different because they do still have their monarchy mm-hmm. but there is something to the the glamorization of what happened with the french revolution and the people rising up and taking control of their own futures kind of like with russia right and it's a bunch of asshats taking the place of a bunch of asshats because mm-hmm. that's what ambitious people are usually are giant asshats. That's there's, they're so oblivious to everything going on around them that they can be that level of successful mm-hmm. because you have to be inconsiderate of others mm-hmm. to be the most important person in the room. And like, you can take that to the fucking bank. Mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of keep that in mind with the the writing of this episode. It, I would feel the same way if we were looking at the Bolshevik Revolution, where the Bolshevik Revolution was really important in overthrowing the Romanovs. And there is an argument to be made that it was a, the right thing to do in that time and in that moment. But did it lead to everlasting peace? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. It led to something like the Reign of Terror. Yeah. And you could argue that the American Revolution did not has not led to peace. We have not known peace mm-hmm. ever in our entire in our country's entire history. Mm-hmm. So, you know, assets leading the assets. That's what things like this are. And I think that Barbara had that level of commentary of you know, oh. You need to warn, you need to be wary of Napoleon, but also there's nothing you can do because history's already written. Mm -hmm. Fuck her this episode. Yeah. I'm not as mad at her as I was in the Aztecs Mm -hmm. because she was actively horrific, but she was just non-existent. Yeah. She wasn't that great. No. So what are you going to score? I, a five. Just neutral, you know? Yeah. Just in the middle, neither here nor there. Yeah. I gave her a three. Damn. Just because I think for neutral for me means for me to go five, I can't have disliked them. Mm-hmm. And I disliked both Susan and Barbara mm-hmm. this episode. You have to at least have a presence. You have to like do something. Yeah. And they didn't do anything. They were victims of circumstance. Mm-hmm. They were not active in mm-hmm. anything. For me, it's just like it's Barbara and Susan doing what Barbara and Susan do. Yeah, in their worst times, because both of them can be badasses, mm-hmm. and they just didn't do didn't that. land. 
which is crazy that they that happened with Barbara and Susan considering that the doctor had such a huge turnaround and was so great this episode I almost feel well that also goes to like the whole I guess speaking to the times too Mm -hmm. of you know putting all the focus the glamour the Mm -hmm. arc you know the character arc character growth on the male character Versus, you know, once again, this is an example of, you know, the female characters Mm -hmm. being kind of just brushed aside and playing to the stereotype of what a female should be like in these situations, Mm -hmm. what a woman should act, what a woman and a child, frankly, because she's a child, should act like in these situations, like, let's let the men come. We're going to, we're going to sprinkle some romance for Barbara. Right. You know, and that's going to be the thing that makes her pissed, you know, like Wonder Woman, you know, (laughs) very, that uh, we can't get, we we cannot get Diana started. Yeah. On On the other Diana. (laughs) But no, so I just felt the writers were trying to do so much. Mm -hmm. Right. But you could still kind of feel their bias in just the way that they dealt with the characters. Yeah, you know? it reminded me of in the Arrowverse when they have their crossover episodes mm-hmm. with like the Arrow and the Flash and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And if you're only watching for Supergirl, the crossover episode would feel weird. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know what was going on with everybody else mm-hmm. and you just watch Supergirl... Supergirls maybe takes up 20% of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, sure do yeah. wish they had added more Supergirl in there. Right. But if you watch everything else, you're like, this is an incredible episode. Like, those crossover episodes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it definitely helps if you watch all the shows. Mm-hmm. This one felt like the gang was dropped into a show about the French Revolution. Yeah. And I didn't give a fuck about Robespierre. I didn't give or a fuck the characters. about anybody. <laughs> literally, the only one I liked was in our side characters was the jailer. I thought he was funny. You know, he, they gave him a character. Everybody yeah. else was eh. blah. But mm-hmm. even in the animation, I knew which one the jailer was. Mm-hmm. His caricature. He what a fantastic little actor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so props, dude. Yeah. Wherever you are chance. these days, uh, Jalen. It could be dead. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you were great. Old. Yeah. <laughs> these are old episodes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gave her a three. You gave her a five. Now, we kind of talked about that maybe it's because the women were shoved off to the side because the doctor had a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you feel about Ian? I mean, Ian really didn't have that great of an episode either. No. Like, I just felt like he, he was always just getting into something. The focus was the doctor. Absolutely. That was their primary goal is to make this doctor look good this episode. Yeah. You know, because it is Doctor Who. And this is arguably the first time they've made the doctor our primary instead of Ian and Barbara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is Doctor Who. We're going to do this. Yeah. Ian, again, just felt like all my notes for Ian are just one liner or non-existent. Yes. Like, I felt like. For the Reign of Terror installment of episodes, I felt like I really had to push myself to write something on my paper so I wouldn't forget what happened. Yeah, this is all I have for Ian. I have four yeah. notes for Ian. So frankly, I, I just... He's also going to get a five, 
I mean, spoiler alert, I think they're all going to get a five for me because mm. everyone just kind of was just... Yeah. yeah. I only wrote four notes on Ian, but I think all four of them are interesting mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. So when... So he was absolutely non-existent, mm-hmm. but when he was there, he was making a point. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason he wasn't there a lot was mm-hmm. because this was William Russell's vacation episodes. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of pre-filming and they inserted those scenes. Mm. So that's kind of why we see less of him. Mm. But in possibly why we're not having him interact with other characters a whole Mm -hmm. lot because they needed to be Mm pre-filmed but the places that i liked what ian was putting down Mm -hmm. was when the doctor was like all right we're in somerset fuck off and ian was like oh but doctor don't you want to don't you yeah. want to come out? Yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. want to? You don't want to explore. You don't want to. You want to come with you us? You don't want to go see what's up. You don't want to. You, you don't want to come see what kind of forest this is. Yeah. Why don't you go, doctor? Come yeah. on. And basically manipulated the doctor into leaving the TARDIS. And yeah. it was the first time where I think that we get to see Ian understanding who the doctor is instead of fighting who the doctor is mm-hmm. and just rolling with it and using that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. But then when they, when Barbara and Ian realized that they were in revolutionary France and Barbara was like, Oh man, this means we're not home. And Ian goes, yeah, I'm not that mad. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I kind of like this. And I don't think he's acknowledged. I don't think he has said that he's getting into this lifestyle before. Mm-hmm. And that's a big adjustment to, I'm real mad that I've been kidnapped because they were kidnapped mm-hmm. to, yeah, but this is, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying this, mm-hmm. you know, could be argued that it's Stockholm syndrome. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Percent. Like there is yes. no way to say that it's not. Nope. Definitely is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's having, he's starting to have a little bit of fun and mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's more enjoyable to have a companion probably that's having fun. Like think about how much worse Susan would be if she didn't want to be there. Oh my gosh. She would be so, I would have left her on some planet by now. Yeah. In the Gobi desert. Yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> Leave her in that sandstorm. Yeah, fuck her. I also liked when he gets captured and he's in that dungeon with his arms mm-hmm. up and like shackled mm-hmm. to the ceiling mm-hmm. And they're grilling him about, you must be a secret agent and you came from England. And how do they not know he's from England with his accent and a name like fucking Chesterton? Mm -hmm. But they're grilling him and they're like, where did you come from? And as opposed to Barbara being all miss, like, check your history books. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Ian, you see that look on his face and he knows he's essentially going for the insanity plea Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where he's like, I travel through time and space in a blue box and I'm from 1963 England Yeah, and you can't conceptualize that and you think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that where I get really tired of Barbara being holier than thou over what mm-hmm. she knows. And he's like, Eh. Fuck it. You're going to think I'm crazy anyway. Nothing's going to, I'm not going to say shit yeah. to help you. So I'm, I might as well just This is my insanity plea. And I'm yeah. telling the truth, which means you're going to believe it even more. So I liked that. And I'll give him a five too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Useless, but I liked where His he wit. was. Yeah. I, when he was there, I liked him, but he just wasn't there a lot. I feel you. I feel so you. yeah. 
Okay. Now, our contentious category. It's not really contentious. It's not really contentious anymore. But it is always probably our biggest debate. Yeah. And this one I struggled with watching the entire story. I feel like- we have a baddie score to give. Who's the baddie? Napoleon. <laughs> we can't give it to Napoleon. Napoleon's like, what the fuck up, dude? I'm here at the end. I don't know. Honestly, I didn't really. I just felt like this. Ep- Again, like to me, this whole episode was just like. Bleh. It felt like a docudrama. You know? Yeah. Like, okay, maybe I'll give it to what's his name? Robes. What, what's the guy? Who- Robespierre. Robespierre. Because, you know, right. he was a good guy turned bad. You know, too much power. Yeah. We see what you do. You know, I'll give it to him to like, you know. But like, there wasn't anything. Like for me that I have. I don't know jack shit about the French Revolution. Sure. I, have, I don't know jack shit about French history. Nothing. Yeah. Watching the episode, I just thought about that now that I know who the fuck this guy is. You know? Right. Had the episode done a little bit better with illustrating who the characters were and why people were, like, fighting for what they were fighting for, like, yeah. then I would have been able to better grasp an idea yeah. of who the baddie is, yeah. right? But... On on its face, yeah, I would have said no one. But yeah. after like talking here, mm-hmm. Robespierre, Robespierre, mm-hmm. what kind of score would you give Robespierre? You know, I think Robespierre is probably is going to get a really high baddie score because I think he might be one of the worst type of villains. Mm-hmm. And I say this because he was someone who started off fighting for what he believed in, mm-hmm. what he thought he was right. You know, mm-hmm. he thought it was right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he is the, just the prime example of what power, how power can corrupt that mm-hmm. or how extremism can be taken to the point where you are now turning your back on the same people that are your allies. Right. Um, because you're so scared of losing the vision of what you fought for. Yeah. And that's ego. Yeah. And that is the worst type of villain because you know what it's like to be on the right. good side. Yeah. But you, to preserve that good side, mm-hmm. you're going to the, the dark side. Right. To preserve that. So is that good? You know? Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. My, what I wrote under bads, I literally ran out of space for other stuff. So I started <laughs> writing other things under this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four things written radicalism, Robespierre, France, politicians. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that I would have to compile that under Robespierre as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the entire energy of everything happening is because of Robespierre Mm -hmm. and the way that he moved forward with all of this. But this, I think you put it really well, like this is a really prime example of what happens with inflexible radicalism Mm -hmm. where we believe in something so strongly that a thought adjacent to it is a traitor Mm -hmm. and that's what we were seeing with Robespierre Mm -hmm. was everything that was calling him calling a traitor is it's like I like the number five Mm -hmm. and you like the number Mm 5.1 and I'm like fuck no bitch Mm -hmm. we gotta kill you Mm-hmm. It should be noted that the guillotine is from the reign of terror because mm-hmm. they needed an easier way to, kill way to kill And it wasn't that it was an, 
They were looking for an easier way to kill people. They were looking for a cleaner way, something that was more efficient. Mm -hmm. And because, because before the guillotine, you literally had to have a dude with an ax or a sword. Mm -hmm. And, and with the guillotine, you just pull the cord, the blade comes down, it chops off the head Mm -hmm. and the guillotine happened because of the reign of terror. So that it, the guillotine itself is a product of Robespierre. And one of the reasons that so many people were put to death during this time, because it was just so easy, line them up, chop them off. Mm -hmm. And so I, I agree. Like if you don't, even though he wasn't a major character in this episode, we didn't see him a whole, whole lot. You got the effect of his character. Mm-hmm. And when you know who he is, everything around you, the fact that all of these people are scared shitless, they won't use their first names. This is a whole country that's behaving mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. is because of his actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter what his intentions were. Yeah. Perception is reality. At that at that point, you're just as bad as the person you were fighting. Yeah. You know, it's that concept of you he lived long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. He was the hero mm-hmm. to start off with. And he didn't know when to stop. He didn't know when to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't handle people disagreeing with him. Mm-hmm. He became a tyrant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I agree, Robespierre. Yeah. Um if we we're gonna think of him as like a, as a good bad guy. I would I, honestly, I probably would give him a ten. A ten, just because of the. For me, it, it for me what 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 it what does it for me is the, the shift. Mm-hmm. You knew what was morally right. You fought for what was morally right. What you thought was morally right. Yeah. You fought for it. You 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 disagreed, potentially mm-hmm. with someone on the other side doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. To the people that you cared about, right? Yeah. So you're no different. Yeah. The monarchy that he helped topple mm-hmm. was an absolutist monarchy. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole issue everybody had with them mm-hmm. was that they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. If Louis looked at you and were like, hey, you're dead, mm-hmm. you're dead. Mm-hmm. There were no checks and balances. Mm-hmm. There was no parliament to control mm-hmm. him. He did whatever the fuck he wanted. He said, I want this money to go build a new uh, gazebo. Mm-hmm. And it kicked a whole bunch of people out. He could say, you need to move out. I want to build my gazebo mm-hmm. right there. And nobody had any options. Yeah. And so that's what he helped topple. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then he started essentially doing the exact same bullshit mm-hmm. and rationalizing it a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's something that anybody who wants to be in control of another group of people, whether you are looking to be the head of a household, a company, mm-hmm. a government, mm-hmm. you have to keep in mind that, like, that is not the way to do it. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. You have to be a really strong person. And as a student of history, I don't think that I can't think of very many that are an exception. Mm-mm. No. Abs- at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Well, I was not necessarily expecting us to give after a, a run of low score as a high score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big score for the TARDIS points... What are we going to do story-wise? 
I hated it. Hate I it. Too. I did too. Definitely my lowest ranked story. Worse than the caveman? Because at least the caveman I could follow. What about the edge of destruction? I could still follow. Yeah. But for me, this one. And this thing, one was long. Yeah. The thing was that in, in all the other episodes, as cavemen were terrible because it was just cheap. Yes. All right. Edge's destruction was terrible just because it was just. We, it was an it was acid weird, trip. You know? Yeah. But this one is terrible because, like, at, at least in those two episodes, there were characters that stood out. Yeah. That I had an opinion about. Yeah. But here, I don't have an opinion on anyone except the doctor yeah. and uh, the jailer. We liked him. But uh, the villain. Robespierre. Robespierre. And the jailer. And the jailer. He was funny. Everyone else yeah. was muted in the background. Yeah, absolutely. So this was to me, for right now, one of the worst. It's the worst yeah. episode. For me. Um, and I'm going to give this a zero. A zero. A zero. Wow. A zero. Just because there was just nothing. Nothing. Like, I, I was afraid that Marco Polo was going to be like this because of there was no animation. Yes. It was yes. still picture, you know. But I felt like I enjoyed Marco Polo so much yeah. more just because, one, I knew historically about Marco Polo. Yeah. But also because the episode itself taught me a little bit about who these characters yes. were. So I could follow what was going on. I didn't have to think like, okay, so why is this random uh, French dude trying to kidnap this other French dude? Yeah. That you know? was one of my big issues with this is like, so granted, I'm I'm a little bit more dialed into mm-hmm. European history. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the work in my background has made yeah. it so that I, I needed to do that. And I have a particular fa- fascination with Marie Antoinette. So mm-hmm. I know how Robespierre kind of plays into that. Mm-hmm. So I knew some of the names and I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, very specifically, I know better what's happening in England during mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. But I could tell immediately that what we were diving into was the fact that during this time period in England, so when we're looking at the six, 1960s and before, there is this concept, and you'll even see it in like socialites mm-hmm. today when they have kids. They're like, you'll see it in um, some of the like Real Housewives of New York bullshit mm-hmm. where they're like, we're going to teach our kids French. Mm-hmm. French, France has always been kind of considered that step up culture wise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even from england england was in most of european history the fashion sense was great Ab- absolutely and they were also england for european history was kind of the like backwoods neighbor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were the island they were not the continentals mm-hmm. spain france Italy, they had, they were seen to have like more culture. Even if we look at the language groups, those are all romantic languages mm-hmm. and English is a 
German language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have a different language style. The weather was different. It took stuff longer to get there. So they were behind fashion wise. Mm -hmm. Um, We're starting to get into the whole difference in like Protestantism and Catholics and the continent's Catholic. The island is Protestant. So England was always a little bit different. And there's that glamorization of France, Mm -hmm. similar to the glamorization of Italy. And I think we, if you look back then, also Spain, Mm -hmm. because of the Catalonian influence and the Moorish influence. Mm -hmm. And so if you went to posh school, you had to learn French. Mm -hmm. It's like how in American schools today, your options are still Spanish and French. Mm -hmm. And... And so we still have that influence mm-hmm. today because why the fuck should, as an American, mm-hmm. why you learn French? Yeah. Why, why, why you learn French in high school? Mm-hmm. Learn Spanish. I would argue you can also learn Latin. Mm-hmm. Latin's really useful. Mm-hmm. But like learn, learn freaking Spanish. That's more practical for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. in America. And so they would have been taught the French Revolution in primary school. Similar to how we are taught the American Revolution mm-hmm. or... Anything like Rome or uh, we don't learn anything in American schools, so I don't even know what to tie it to. But the but French history would have been a big part, especially if you were posh Mm -hmm. and education was posh then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's posh now, but it was really posh then. Mm -hmm. And so they would have been very familiar there. The French Revolution would have been those things that you would have been expected to have. It's as much as people would expect for me to be able to walk around the street and go, who was George Washington, the first president? Mm -hmm. I don't need to establish George Washington in a show. I can say that is George Washington and everybody knows who he is. Who he is, yeah. That's Robespierre, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they did, and they so expected this, everyone to just know it. And granted, they didn't know that 50 years from now, There'd be two people who didn't give a flying fuck about the French Revolution actually watching it <laughs> or having learned it in school. Mm-hmm, like, I mm-hmm. never learned about it in school. I never learned about it in school either. And there was a little bit too much of that yeah. where there was expectations that you already knew. Yeah. And it was just boring. It really was. The doctor was fun and the That's jailer it. was fun. That's it. There's no, nothing else. Yeah. I Yeah, I really don't have... In all caps, at some point in my notes, I say, this one is slow as fuck. Good fucking God, nothing is happening. Yep. Yep. And that was probably three episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing happens. No. Absolutely nothing. This could have been a three-story arc. Really could have. Consolidated it. Yeah. There was no need to make it six. No, not at all. Not at all. And what's really frustrating is that I think what we've seen in the past is that Doctor Who does a good job with moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Are some of the better stories when it's been vil- some of the better discussions you and I have had mm-hmm. is who's the bad guy, the doctor or the Nazis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where we have these questions of morality. It's mm-hmm. it, who is the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Where is who is making the wrong choices here? Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the mm-hmm. reasons that the censor rights was mm-hmm. a better episode mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. because who is the bad guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here? And, you know, we're making bad choices, but is the reasoning bad. Like mm-hmm. all of that conversation is so powerful and it could have been so powerful in this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. 
the fact that it is not just centered around the gang and Robespierre. Why isn't for them, if they had centered the gang hanging out with Robespierre as opposed to the revolutionaries, Mm -hmm. I think would have been so much more interesting Mm -hmm. because you have this guy with high morals trying Mm -hmm. to do the right thing and killing everyone that disagrees with him Mm -hmm. and having, it's like the Aztecs Mm -hmm. where you couldn't get mad at the priests because they were trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in a way I agree with, but you can see their thought process. You could see where they were coming from. And with this one, it was just empty. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. has so much promise. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't think we have another French Revolution episode ever. Oh, wow. I think this is the only time we're really in the French Revolution. Wow. And I think that it's probably time for the doctor to go back. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it does hold something there. Mm-hmm. There is something mm-hmm. to be explored during mm-hmm. this time period mm-hmm. for someone that travels time and space and has yeah. seen tyrants. Yeah. And so it's just disappointing. Yeah. And I think you can already feel that this early in the series that it's mm-hmm. just disappointing, yeah. unfulfilled. Yeah. I feel unfulfilled. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I'm going to give it two points, but because the doctor's funny as fuck, and this is one of the best I've seen the doctor, mm-hmm. and I thought the jailer was funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jailer was really funny. One of the books that I was reading compared him to the porter in Macbeth. Mm, he's yes. a very Shakespearean yes. type of comedy in yes. the middle of it all and I'm a big like my favorite comedy anything mm-hmm. is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and Hamlet mm-hmm. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead or is one of my favorites like I love the comedy in the middle of tragedy that mm-hmm. Shakespeare does so well and that's what I'm missing here yeah is the doctor and the jailer being funny as fuck over on the side doing their little comedy troupe thing and there's nothing to counterweight it. Mm-hmm. It's just blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they and they alone mm-hmm. are getting this story two points. Yeah. Everybody, everything else drags it down. Mm-hmm. So two points. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. Yeah. That's great. The scores technically i guess don't mean anything the only thing that truly matters Mm -hmm. was this story neat or not fuck no oh thank jesus no 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 no. i fuck no i was worried coming here that like that i was gonna think this boring ass shit was was gonna be well well because i didn't necessarily like the sensor rights as much as you did yeah coming off of the sensor rights i was like oh fuck what if Jen gets some like political angle in here, <laughs> like her lawyer bullshit that like she gets up on some weird shit I'm not seeing in all of this and she's going to like it and I'm going to have to like, because there was no bringing me around. Yeah. there. This is the sensor rights you could bring me around. I wrote, I, so, so the listeners know, I try and come here with my scores already written down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm sometimes you get me through your argument you'll get me to come up but like i don't adjust anything more than maybe a half a point to a point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wrote a next to neat story i wrote in all caps hell fucking no like there was i was going to bring you off of a yes Mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm, were going to say yes mm -hmm. i'm so glad you said no because it's absolutely not awful it's awful i hate it's awful let's be done with it 
Yeah, I agree. It's silver. Bye, guys. It's kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, I wanted to talk about the next episode. Just kidding. No, but yeah, it, fuck. Well, what's crazy to me, the last note I'll put on this episode is that a lot of people like it. What? Yeah, this I one think is it's like, like the, the French Revolution, Revolution, like jerk off. It's also one of those things where, like, if you like the French Revolution, people love it. It's kind mm-hmm. of like if you set something in ancient Egypt, it's going to have to be oh, yeah. real racist and mm-hmm. real bad for me to not love it because ancient Egypt. I'll dig it. I love it so much. Ancient, similar to like why I love Doctor Who is like I'm really I'm an Anglophile. I really think that English history is really fascinating. Especially Your people. When, yeah, well, my mom's people. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, she's like 99.8% like Western European. Like yeah. we're, we're very English. We're very British. Mm-hmm. Uh, English, Scots, Irish. So the people who like the French Revolution know mm-hmm. what's going on here better. Maybe that's why they like it. It's still a real shitty, boring story. It, nothing happens. So if you like the story, please reach out and give me some kind of understanding. Because I would love to know why you like it. We need help. Because it's... We need it, help. It's, the episode it's needs help. We need help. Boring <laughs> AF. Now, that's going to be it for this week. But next week, in the well, two weeks from now, mm-hmm. we are going to have our season one recap. I know that this was a shitty way to end season one. Back in the day, they didn't do season finales the way that we like season finales today, which is, you know... A, a big old thing. A, yeah, mm-hmm. this would literally... Cliffhanger. Like, yeah, this one they literally were like, ooh, space. Yep, bye. And they have an eight-week break. We're traveling somewhere new. Yeah. So what we're going to do for the season one recap breakdown is a blind flight of everything but 1835 because it's Fuck shit. that. Because it's shit. <sighs> by now you've seen how you've heard how much we fucking hate it yeah I, I i would hope at this point right if you're just tuning in we fucking hate it don't buy it it's really bad <laughs> so we're not gonna do the 1835 and we're also not gonna do the sassanac number uno it's gonna be something crazy yeah well because it's gonna be the sassanac's a little bit too expensive mm-hmm. and i'm running low on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but you know my birthday is coming up and another yeah, release yeah, is yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. and so that one stayed at home also because we're gonna do all of our texas whiskeys mm-hmm. and the sassanac is a true mm-hmm. scotch so we're gonna do everything else though yeah someone else is gonna set it up for us so that even i don't know what's coming down the road we are going to, as we're doing our flight, we're going to discuss the season, talk mm-hmm. about our highs and lows, talk about statistically, you know, who, opinion-wise, who's our favorite and our least favorite. Okay. But also, I'm going to compile all the scores. Okay. And look at, in that in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. who really is our best and least favorites, what's our average scores, what's if you look at both of us together what's our favorite and we're gonna do that for all of our tardis points i'm also gonna do a little bit of that for the whiskeys okay as we're doing our flight so it should be really fun y'all get ready yeah it'll be a little different it'll be a little bit of a party (gasps) i'm so excited yeah i'm excited i've already been doing some of the compiling and it's fascinating i'm a big data girl though i love data and spreadsheets Mm -hmm. and i also hope that i feel half as lit as i do right now i mean you'll feel half as lit 
I don't know. I'm just, it's <laughs> guys, this is 130 proof. All right. But it's so good. You know, I can't say that. But <laughs> sure, so it's not Jen's favorite. That's fair. Not my favorite, but I drank it all. You did. Twice. Yeah, you and, did. Uh, yeah, we're drunk. So here we are. Here I, I am. I, here, <laughs> here is you. I will say at this point, having drunk this through the whole episode. Drank. Drink, drank, drunk. <laughs> yep, that's what you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bebo whiskey. Yep, she does. <laughs> See. <laughs> Thank you, Duolingo. See, hey, yeah, baby. <laughs> Oh, I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just got through my conjugating verbs. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Bebo, bebes, bebe. Yo bebo, tú bebes, él bebe, nosotros bebemos. I haven't gotten to the plurals yet. Okay. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> no, we're not drunk at all. Not at all. It's not as yummy as my scotches. <sighs> No, but it gets the job done. It does do that. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's a peated Texas. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if I would buy it for its just cut. Like if I was going to go for a peated. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to go for a Laphroaig. I like Laphroaig better. Yeah, definitely. I always like Laphroaig. Laphroaig's been doing it for like 200 years. They know what they're doing. Also, I own some of it, so can't. So fuck it. A whole square meter because it's <laughs> Scottish. All right, guys. So that's it for today. We will see you in two weeks. For us, it's going to be manana. Bye. Get ready. We might be a little hungover tomorrow, but fuck it. Nah, man. We're going to be lit. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. I want hot Cheetos. Babe. Tell me how much you want hot Cheetos, Jen. Hey, y'all. It's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.